And now it's time for Deep Patriots Thoughts with Fitzy and Hart. The New England Patriots are not a good football team. And it is not your fault, Pats fan. So, <laughs> hey, who tried to blame me? I was just trying to. I, 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 everybody needs a hug in Patriots Nation, right? Well, uh, the bye could never come at a better time because there could be no more depressing a loss to need a breather from, to have to, you know, get up and walk away from, to just like. Why do we keep saying that, though? God, this was. Like there well, was no more depressing the, loss than Dallas. There was no more depressing that, loss that's than the impressive, the like, Andy, that's the impressive thing about the 2023 Patriots. Just when you think they've hit a new low, they find a way to go lower. We should they are like the the limbo champions of football. How low can you go? Uh, we find out each and every week. It truly is remarkable. Hello, everybody. It is the bye week on your 2023 New England Patriots season. Thank you so much for sticking around and telling your friends that one of the only true safe Sometimes fun and reasonably well-informed places to come to is the Six Rings and Football Things Forum, the post-game show, the podcast, the feed, and everything else. Your old pals Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart coming at you today. We will provide our grades for the 10th game of the 2023 season. Um, the uh, the Frank the uh, the failure in Frankfurt, if you will. Uh, as the Boston Herald put it, and I, and I got to say, this was New York Post worthy. Uh, versed football game ever or whatever it was like that was that was pretty good because that was it was the it was the worst to say the least and then some Uh, and then we will turn the page in the back half of the podcast as we are always presented to you by our friends at the FanDuel Sportsbook FanDuel make every moment more download the FanDuel Sportsbook app or visit FanDuel.com slash six rings to bet against everything that I say you should bet on the rest of the season that's right fade Fitzy the rest of the way And you'll probably have a very Merry Christmas and a happy, healthy holiday season. Or at least so it should go with my recent selections here on the Six Rings podcast. FanDuel.com slash Six Rings. In the back half, we will just sort of talk about a couple of news notes and items, a little Pat's Paris, but just kind of a general like, hey, where the hell are we? Uh, And then as the, yeah, WTF are the Patriots and all, all Pat's people right now. And it's going to be an action-packed week as well. Our pal Mike Cadlick is going to do a State of the Patriots pod later in the week. We'll have a little mailbag action, and then we'll hopefully have with some of our old podcast pals. Uh, we're going to call it the Foxborough Football Forum. It's going to be like a little towns, little town hall, little town square action with some of our favorite guests on the podcast. It is. It, I'm being as delicately alliterative as possible. But yes, this season deserves a lot of F-words. All right, Andrew, let's get to it. The grades. 10-6 final from Frankfurt, truly the nadir of the season to date. We'll see if it can go any lower with seven games to go. And what a seven-game stretch it's going to be. It's going to be fun. I'm like falling apart in each and every podcast. The impressive part is that old Humpty Dumpty over here can put himself back together again by the time we have to record or go live. Uh, all right, so what we do after every game, of course, grades to the offense, defense, special teams, quarterback, and coaching staff. And we will begin with the offense. Andy. I actually believe in the 10-6 defeat, I actually think my grade is going to be surprising to you, considering that they only scored six points. I gave the offense a C, and here's why. The running backs in the offensive line, the majority of the offensive line, especially the parts of it that pushed people out of the way to let the running backs roam and run and do their thing, 167 yards on the ground that day. Receivers that were, in fact, getting open, 
Uh, the line was better than advertised. It's not their fault that Mac Jones has that uh, pressure sensor in his body that tells him where to run into the sack time and again. I think a lot of the, I think some of the offensive and, and Billy O'Brien, you know, schemed people open. Like he, things were supposed to happen with quality quarterback play. They should have been able to score multiple touchdowns and win the game that Mr. Kraft said was so important to him after 10 years of amnesty work and development. So I gave the offense a C overall. You say with quality quarterback play, they would have been better. I'd say that with testicles, my aunt would be my uncle. You are the easiest grader ever. Uh, old football cliche, you know, there's 11 guys on the field. You're only as strong as your weakest link, like a chain. Um, I cannot give a higher than D grade. I'm giving D. Okay. Right. Uh, for this unit, I'm sorry. You had five drives to start the game. Each of the five ended in a sack. You can tell me how the sausage was made. I don't care. The sack happened. And then I witnessed, which again, I, I apologize for recency bias. I believe may be the worst throw I've ever seen on a football field, to which I actually realized while watching it one more time from a different angle on Twitter yesterday, is it possible? And I'm joking here, so don't take it seriously because I never trust people. Is it possible Mac Jones is on the take? And he threw that ball. <laughs> That's how bad that was. That was worse than Neil O'Donnell when he was on the take in the Super Bowl against the Cowboys. Oh, my God. He must have been getting Tim Donaghy money. Like, like It's like the old wrestling match where Dangerous Danny Davis was the referee in the WWF yep. late 80s heyday. And all of a sudden, like Hulk Hogan or someone reached over and he had cash sticking out of his back pocket. Like He may as well have had to have gone to that length. Let me ask you this question. So yeah. I saw last night uh, as I was finishing up watching the very entertaining Denver Buffalo game. Um, I, you know, I had like the side dooms. I'm in bed watching the game, a little doom scrolling. And I saw there was uh, somebody replied to me because I, I was the, the now infamous Mac interception. And it looks like to me, Mac sees Gasicki's going to come open. And then he's so he has such like sack or just like pressure PTSD that he sees 52 who stunts in on whoever the left tackle was at the moment. And he sees he's coming. He's still a full second away from Mac, but Mac, I think he literally just panics and back foot slings it. And if that's the case, he needs to be sat down for several weeks, if not the remainder of the season, we'll get to that in a bit. But somebody said to somebody replied to me, I think it was a, uh, the feed at roll Pats said, no, look, Gesicki ran to the wrong spot. Mac threw it exactly where it should have gone. Huh? I no, no. No, I just I I don't I don't mean to disagree with quote my people, uh the, the Pats people, et cetera. Like I just thought that was so not Bill the right Belichick, call. I mean, that's wrong. That's just flat out wrong because Bill Belichick on the Greg Hill show said flat out. Now, this is a goal line play. So take this description within reason. Mm -hmm. Gesicki runs the deep over. Well, the deep over does not go under. The deep over goes over. That's why it's called that's, the deep over. That's why it doesn't go under. See, see, the way so, it works is the train moves, not the station. Right. Um, so, and, and as far as the pressure goes, maybe that's it. But the reality is, I don't care if you're a Pop Warner 10-year-old quarterback seeing the pressure and you freak out a little bit. You mm -hmm. don't miss that throw short. You miss it long. Your, the pressure would be an excuse for he overthrows it to the back line of the end zone. Right. Oh, and he just misses. You can't throw it the way he threw it short. And again, this isn't an arm strength thing. Even off his back foot, Mac Jones is capable of getting it to where Mike Kosicki was. So however you want to parse it, 
describe it, anything, analyze it. It's the worst throw I've ever seen in my life. That being said, you are correct. They ran the ball as well as they have all year. More yards than they have all year. The right side of the line was powerful and moving people. Mm -hmm. You had the second game, I believe, all season where both running backs actually had four yards of carry. Imagine that being a thing. with And, my, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, but um, that was the so on Wenu, right? So yes. on Wenu. Yeah. So, so on Wenu. Hey. Yeah. No, no, don't uh, do the so-so because that makes it sound worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Run it too. So on Wenu. So and Behind on Wenu. So okay. is the way to go. Exactly. So the right side, that's the way to go. Yeah. Behind on Wenu and so. Not okay. behind your first round pick guard. Nope. Don't do that because he's yeah, no, that's, mediocre at best. Yeah. And when he sees the fourth Buckner, he's insert like, oh my God, Mc Forrest Buckner. Ah! Insert um, McMall. I mean, that's a handful of human to deal with, but yeah. That is. But, you know, that's his job. And he was drafted in the first round to do that job. So I would expect him to at least be competitive. Competent. I think he was drafted to do something else. And then they drafted the wrong. Okay. We're not here for that. We've already reexamined that 500 times. And so the offense. Yep. You can't go be as bad as they were on third down. You can't be as bad as they were in the passing game. Ooh. You also said, oh, some receivers are getting open. Yeah, Demario Douglas, because Juju Smith-Schuster played like 98% of the snaps and had one target for one catch. That's your number one receiver. That's your veteran. That's your, we don't need Jacoby Myers. Get us a Juju. We like Juju. We like his mojo with his Juju. No. So don't tell me the passing game was good. Tyquan Thornton. You just suddenly sounded play. like the bus driver from The Simpsons. Hey, it's auto, man. We got <laughs> um. Tyquan Thornton, who Bill O'Brien a week earlier said he just needs reps and snaps and needs to run some routes. Uh, he dressed but did not step on the field. He got the old rare NBA DNP CD. Did not play. Coach's, Coach's decision. decision. And Kayshawn Booty, I believe, got one snap, um, one target uh, on his snaps. So and one catch. Yeah. So uh, that's great. Yeah, the great efficiency from Smith, Schuster, and Booty. You throw it to him once and they catch it. So that's. That's that's awesome. That's that's something we got going for us, which is no, this offense sucks. That's a D. You can take the D. Bill mm -hmm. O'Brien lost his cool. And everybody fixates on the Mac um, explosion after the left handed, underhanded, tried to throw a pick six under pressure thing. Um, Bill O'Brien was bitching and moaning the whole game. He'd call a play and then he'd he'd be like throwing his hands and his head down and bitching to whoever he's on the headset with, whoever he's listening to. He is. Uh, the teapot continues to boileth over and not just in a single fight with Mac mm -hmm. on the sideline. No, and there was that report, and I'm gonna I'm gonna buy into it now. Granted, it comes from Diana Rossini, so Patriots fans have to trot out the famous the New England Patriots love Jarrett Stidham there. Now I've oh, done that as a prerequisite. She's yeah. the wrongest of the wrong. She is. And yeah. but wouldn't it be funny though if finally the wrongest of the wrong takes a right turn and nails this one? She had her little story saying, Hey. Carolina Panthers are having a hard time getting their offense going at, at the end of the season. Could Frank Reich turn to Bill O'Brien to try to revive Bryce Young because he works so well with him at college to which most Pats fans would say, haven't I heard that before about Bill O'Brien fixing an Alabama quarterback? Yeah. Didn't work. And yeah. I still say that Bill O'Brien will be the head coach of BC before he'll be the offensive coordinator of Carolina. He, I, he might very well be the head coach. I, if you were him and this, this this season goes the way it does, and perhaps there is a turnover at head coach, wouldn't you just run? You got to run to some local college ranks. You're not going to go to UConn. He That's wants to be in the area. I, are they going to move on from Halfley? I thought Halfley's doing it. Is he? He had a bounce back season until they got throttled by the Hokies this weekend. That was not good. Until yeah, he played a real team. They The Hokies were four and five guy. I know that's the problem. You don't even measure up to bad real teams. 
All right. Just because well, you beat point. UConn doesn't mean you're a good football team. And mm-hmm. and he continues to not develop quarterbacks. You got the I don't know why we're talking about this. Move on. Sorry. Yeah, okay. We yeah, that's we can, that's, we've got all we've got a long bye week to discuss all the other topics out there. All right. Moving on. Defense. I give him a uh, I'm gonna give him a B. I gave him a B plus. Hey, look at that, huh? Sorry, you gave up 10 points to a team that had scored 27 more, three straight, 21 in eight of nine. First team to prevent them from scoring 20 overall, correct. You should have won that football game. You held their ground games under three yards a carry. You, for the most part, gave Minshew reason to run around a little bit and miss some of his throws. Like, Mm -hmm. I... You were undermanned at cornerback. You chose to be because, you know, all your cornerbacks are dinks that you aligned yourself with. It's weird. I feel like yeah. somebody in the offseason said this is a house of cards, but uh, it's weird. It's, it, it looks like a house of cards. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you would get like Mike Pellegrino. You'd bring in a former lacrosse guy to coach the secondary, and then you'd give him a bunch of or not the secondary on mass, the cornerbacks. And then you just give him a bunch of bozos to work with. And then he comes out and says, you know, I decided who goes out there and Sean Wade has earned this opportunity. Ah, come to find out, Sean Wade earned the opportunity by the fact that J.C. Jackson didn't show up at the hotel and Jack Jones doesn't <laughs> give a rat's ass and was halfway out the door. But, yeah, Sean Wade earned it. And by the way, Sean Wade made a couple nice plays in this game. Uh, he did. The nicest play. There was a screen pass that he blew up, a wide receiver screen. He was like that Troy was- Polamalu. That was an excellent play, by the way. Listen, he actually think Andy, he's a safety, not a corner. And Andy, at, at, but maybe he's the answer to DMAC for all we know. Like, maybe that's what we find out as we try to divine any developmental positives during the remainder of this disastrous season. Maybe Sean Wade finds a position because he certainly right. he's fit and he's athletic and, and maybe a switch to here. Right. All right. At the 14 minute mark of the bi-week grading episode of Six Rings and Football Things. I just want to stamp it right here so we know when people steal this from us on Felger and Maz or our own radio station or Colin Cowherd, wherever, we believe Sean Wade could potentially be a good fit to take over for Devin McCourty. So when else someone says it, we're claiming firsties. There. It's right. You good with that? Damn right. First again, as always. Like all these columns I read this week about how you know, the Patriots really can't move on from Bill Belichick. It makes no sense. Yeah, it's weird. We've been talking about that for a month on the Six Rings podcast. I wrote it a week and a half ago, and now everybody else finally catches up during the bye. Thanks for reading and listening, fellas and ladies. People. Uh, you people. All right, special teams. Here, you know what? The you know the only reason why they don't get an F is because Barringer hit a couple of big punts. Otherwise, that's a D, that's a D plus. Yeah, I gave it a D. Um, you miss a short field goal for Ryland, so we can no longer say, how come he only has to try long field? Nope, he missed a short field goal. Chad. Um, Chad. You, you had this um, punt block with no returner that Bill thought was a good idea that ended up costing you like 20-something hidden yards, as they call them, for mm-hmm. a team that can't get positive yards. Um, it didn't work. I don't care that it looked like something they did last year that did work, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is a production-based business. You went all in on the punt block. You didn't block the punt. It leaves egg on your face. So you're right. The only thing that was good here was Bryce Beringer, who has become sadly like a top five player on the Patriots right now. So if we were doing Andy Hart's 2024, rank the players one through 90, it'd still be like Gonzalez, Judon, then the punter. A Barmore. Get Barmore in there. Okay, Barmore. Yeah, but he'd be top couple, five. But he's like a top five to eight best Patriot in terms of doing his job. He even got porked. He crushed that like 79 yarder that rolled into the end zone for a touchback. Oh yeah. Anybody to cover got an absolute boomstick. I'm telling you like Baron Baringer boomstick. He's he's they nailed one of the draft picks and then we'll get into 
how they didn't nail some other draft picks later in the second half. Yeah, how's that All draft right. class doing that? Historically good. Hey, I, allow me to issue the mea culpa, you jackass. Yeah, jackass. All right. The quarterback, Mac Jones. F, 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 F. Yeah, I would. F. He should have dropped the class before the grades became final. Like, incomplete, did not finish. Um. Yeah, F. Mac, You're right. F. I don't. Mac, I have. You to me, poor he's man. Become, he's become a sympathetic figure for me. I know Rich Keefe. I asked him this on the Six Rings post game show, and he goes, "Nope, he's an NFL athlete. He's just failing at his job. I don't have any mm-hmm. sympathy." I, I, when you see a man, and I and I now believe this man, not just a player, a man being crushed before your eyes. I'm sorry, and I am old enough to be his dad and like a parent. And he he's made mistakes. I think he's a dink. I don't like him. I don't like his attitude. There's a lot I don't like about him, but I can still be empathetic enough to say, I I feel bad for this guy who's being crushed by his world. Everything in his world is crushing him. And I thought he was going to cry post game. He Mm -hmm. should have, he should have wanted to. Um, I give him credit. As I've said in the past, you know, guys like Matt light would never have stood up there and said, terrible throw, terrible throw. They would mm-hmm. just run and hide and not talk to the media. He has to stand up there. He stands up there and he says, terrible throw. He didn't admit he was on the take. He didn't admit that he's shaving points or anything, but um, I, I he just, it's over. I, I mean, I told you it was over after Dallas. Like that's when I moved on from Mac Jones. I, I thought that was bottoming out. Boy, was I wrong. He continues to bottom out. And Bill Belichick today, when asked if he was still the quarterback, uh, did not, did not say yes. He didn't say no. He just said, you know, we got a lot of things we got to work through this week, blah, blah, blah. I, I fully expect someone other than um, Mac to the future, Mac Jones, M10, whatever you want to call him. He will not be starting, in my opinion, against the Giants. No, he will not. Uh, he, you can't. You can't. Honestly, Andy, like if you want, I mean, I if you want your fans to take whatever effort you imply you're going to make towards winning when Honestly, I think the majority of us want to see them lose the rest of the games. Be competitive, make it fun, be as entertaining as possible. But if you are if you're dead serious, if Bill Belichick, who doesn't seem to have many like, you know, subversive, uh, sarcastic bones in his body, if he is dead serious when he looks at us and says, Matt gives us our best chance to win, then he hasn't watched the first 10 games of which the Patriots have lost eight. Like at this right, point, the man he, needs a break. He needs a mental wellness break. Like companies have our company, Odyssey, has a thing where you can apply. And if you get a doctor's note, you get paid leave because headspace is important. And how do like I do this? What, <laughs> I'll say after the I'll say after the show. <laughs> the only person who doesn't allow mental breaks is Lane Kiffin. <laughs> he threatens right. people. Yeah, exactly. It's football. Tough it up, bro. Right, easy, easy, coach. But you're right that. Because um, yeah. I still believe Mac Jones is the most talented quarterback on the Patriots roster and depth chart, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean he's the best guy to start against the Giants because his talent, yeah. his abilities are not coming through. He's not reaching the skill level or the production level that he should be with his ability because I do think he's better than Zappi. Mm-hmm. I don't know Greer, but at the age of 28 or whatever the hell Greer is as a journeyman backup older than Patrick Mahomes, dude, it is what it is. He peaks in high school. Um Malik Cunningham would probably be fun for like a drive, maybe a drive and a half. And then we'd be like, oh, crap, this guy's not that good. I haven't even done anything with him. Like, why not just find out? Like, you know, you're going to need a veteran backup next season. If you if you either release Mac or trade him and you're looking for another quarterback to start, whether it's a rookie, whether it's another veteran, et cetera. 
Why not? Like this is, this is going back to the obtuseness of Cam Newton's our starting quarterback. Okay. But do you want to see maybe if Stidham can at least be a, a valuable asset or a backup for a little while? Because obviously at a certain point we reached diminishing returns with Cam and yet he just kept trotting him out there and yay, he caught a touchdown against the Jets from Jacoby Myers. All right. Still, where'd that get us? I'd kill for Jarrett Stidham right now. Kill for Oh him. my God, my kingdom. My kingdom. But he's not going to get in there because Russell Wilson lost some weight, did a little wake in 180, turned things around, and look how he's playing right now. He's actually dangerous again. And now, Andrew, finally, as we wrap up the grades, the coaching. So I went C here, um, which feels okay. a little optimistic for me or positive mm. for me. Um, but we did talk about defensively. I thought they did a really nice job and that's half the coaching. Um, now special teams, bad decision on the uh, punt block that didn't work. Now I think where the rubber meets the road here and our buddy Aww. Mike Cadlick, um, believed that Bill Belichick pulling Mac Jones after the interception was a fireable offense. That's what he tweeted. Those are his words. Um, he felt it was too, uh, reactionary and emotional, a decision from a guy who, you know, it isn't usually living in that world. And I sort of agree with him. It felt like an Andy Hart move. Like I saw that pass. You're never ever throwing that pass again. Get the F out of here. Kind of reaction. Mm -hmm. um, given what we just said, Mac is the best quarterback. Mac, whatever could compete, blah, blah, blah. So what are your thoughts on that benching in terms of how you grade Bill Belichick? And what is your grade? Uh, my grade was uh, for coaching was a C minus because the defense was prepared because Bill O'Brien did lean heavily on the running game. And because he did scheme a lot of receivers or tight ends open, the, the throws weren't made. The passing game was not well executed. That is not entirely his fault. We saw him teapotting and, you know, boiling over on the sidelines. I get it. He was all of us at that moment. Um, I thought you were going to say something different. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm still trying. Potting. Yeah. Uh, but do I think that was a fireable offense? No. No. At that point, Matt, like... There's no chance Mac Jones, after he threw that pick, would do anything except try to, as we've mentioned, as we've drawn the the cross sports metaphor time and again this year analogy. Like when you're aiming the ball to make sure you get it over the plate as opposed to pitching, that's when people can absolutely tee off on it and you're broken as a pitcher. Now you're just throwing the ball across the plate. Mac Jones would have only tried to aim every pass. He would not have been able to play with the confidence and the moxie and the carefree intelligence you need to execute a game-winning drive. So I thought it was the smart move. I just think that running the fake spike and then subsequently throwing it into quadruple coverage was maybe not the smartest move at the end of the game for uh, for the old zapper. But So, yeah, that was a C-minus overall for me as well. So we were comparably graded there. Real quick, I just – um, actually, no, I'll mention this at the top half of the second half of the, of the pod. So there you go. And then we could just sort of do an overall, if you want, a real quick – on the fly, a little impromptu thing here, Andrew. Uh, how about your overall grades for the first half for all of those units? The offense so far on the season? F. Okay. The defense? Um, B minus. Yeah, I was going to give them, I'll say C plus. Special teams? Um, C minus? Yeah, C minus. Actually, D. Given the investment, okay. D. I'll go see. Uh, oh, true. Okay. I'll go D plus um, Mac F. Absolutely. Coaching. Uh, get the F out of here. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'd go D on the, I'd go D on the coaching because again, players play and Bill Belichick's the one who says, I'll take the smoke if we don't execute, but
but the players deserve the compliments uh, and the love if they do actually play. They just haven't been out. They just, they just flat out haven't. So I'll, I won't be quite as harsh. I'll go D on the coaching as well. What do you say, Pats fans? What are your grades on the Colts game and all of the positionals and the coaching groups on the first half of the season? Give us a shout at Fitzy GFY, at Jumbo Hart, and of course, at Six Rings Pod. Moving on with the second half of our bi-week grades and review podcast here on Six Rings and Football Things brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel make every moment more. Sign up today, fanduel.com slash six rings to take advantage of their fabulous same game parlay offers, no sweat first bets and more. I want to make mention real quick of a longtime listener of Patriots Unfiltered, a reader of Patriots.com, an old Fitzy Wicked Piss of Webcast viewer, and now Six Rings and Football Things listener, Andy. Our pal from the UK Patriots fan club, Warren Ladd, who oh, yeah. uh, old old laddie boy, one of our favorites. He said, "Say hello." He said, "Say hello," and give some s to Andy for me. Um, so Laddie's a great guy. I've hung out in the parking lot with him and uh, had some pre and post game beers. We hung out in London years ago. He's a terrific guy. As are all the fans of the Patriots Deutschland, as well as the UK Patriots fan club and beyond. He he DM'd me this morning and said, "Can you believe this?" I've gone to three games this season. He he traveled to Texas from London to see the Cowboys game, then flew up to New England to see the Saints game, flew back home, has existed and lived his life, watching every Patriots game in England. Then he flew to Germany to see the Patriots game against the Colts in Frankfurt. And he's like, how is it possible for a Patriots fan to travel to see three games and have never seen his team score a touchdown this year. Well, I'm starting to think it might be Warren's problem. <laughs> three games, nine points. The Patriots average three points a game, and Laddie's three games he's seen. You know that, what they call that? What's that? Lad luck. Get it? Bad luck? Lad luck? I need a ladder to climb out of the hole I find myself in right now. No, in all seriousness, he should. Uh, Poor guy. He, he's Patriots. like, can I get an emotional refund? He wants the Patriots should After give him an emotional a refund. He should get an actual refund. Mr. Kraft, all of our friends that are that could possibly be listening right now or any of the bots that they make sure listen to our podcast so that we're not saying things that are too mean to the franchise. Someone from Patriots Actual should offer Warren a free ticket to a game next year for being such a loyal and dedicated fan and having to view, partake in, and endure that level of ineptitude. Three games, thousands of miles, hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars spent. Thousands. Nine points. That is a shame. Hey, that's that's the definition of you hate to see it. Really. I do. I mean, so. like, I hate to see that, and I know, you know, it's like I said on, on Sunday, the coolest part of that game was the, the roof collapsing into the scoreboard. <laughs> I wish the, I wish it I wish the roof caught Mac Jones and took him. In there. Oh, come on. Oh, well, that's not funny. That, my fandom reared its ugly head for a moment. And now I'll, I'll go back to pretending to be an adult. You ugly Boston person. Oh, you miserable mass hole. Uh, all right, Andy. So let's address the uh, the Jack Jones thing real quick. Patriots moved on from cornerback Jack Jones. His punishment was not being released. He seems very happy about being released from the New England Patriots. But the guy obviously has. And if not multiple attitude-based problems, he ends up with he ends up having missed a bunch of games over the course of his season and a half with the Patriots. Of course, the highlight was the pick six against Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay last season. He came into the league as a fourth-round draft pick because he was beset by off-field troubles. Of course, the the whole Panda Jack Panda Express issue, which dropped uh, 
potentially a second round talent all the way down to the fourth round. Then, of course, there was the incident last year, barking back at Belichick, being suspended, disagreements over his rehabilitation. This year in the offseason, of course, he's caught at Logan Airport with a bag full of guns before he travels. More legal issues, more attitude problems. I'm glad finally, as promising as he could have been, you know, decent value, fourth round, reasonable starting outside corner at this point now. I'm all set with the drama. I don't need people like that around the team. I'm sure they don't as well because whoever is left, like your Sean Wades that we would like to see potentially develop into something, I don't need them around the attitude. And at this point now, may as well send J.C. Jackson packing right after him. Yeah, you know, um, I hate to take victory laps, but I told you in the summer I would have cut Jack Jones and Trent Brown. I think they are talented individuals who are a net negative on a roster, a team, a locker room, a work ethic. And I, I just like, he, he, he is who he is like his mm -hmm. character questions, flaws, history followed him from college to college to the NFL. You suspended him late last year. He's got guns at the air. Like, I'm sorry. Like it, that's on you. You, you invested in him. And then you did the same thing with Trent Brown. You did the same thing with JC Jackson. And I guess it's this Midas touch, but guess what? It's not 2014 where you have all these veterans and leaders and winning and everything to help you deal with these personalities and character issues and, and things. So I don't know. You got what you deserved, I feel like, by hitching your wagon to some of these guys in the summer and, and I think empowering them. Once they know you need them and you're you're beholden to them, it makes right. it worse. Then they feel like they can act act a fool, act out loud. Like, what are you going to do? Cut me? You don't have any other good corners. Like, you know right. what? Fine. We'll just live with Miles my, Bryant and Sean Wade the rest of the way. What's it going to do? Cause the Pats to give up points and lose games and help them get a better quarterback? Yay. Yeah. I can't I, believe I, I'm I, saying this. My God. Where are we? Hey, Andy, real quick. Um, all right. Here we go. Here's uh, in. Uh, uh, I prepared a couple of uh, just because we try. We need to visit the lighter side of things or at least try to have some fun. Here's. Uh, Six, Andy, here's six, six, because uh, we're on the Six Rings podcast. Here's six lines to to describe the Jack Jones departure. You pick your favorite or your favorite being your least favorite. Um, knee slappers, dad jokes, Andy Hart lines. Here we go. Jack Jones. Hey, make sure to check his bags before he flies off. All right. Cheap shot. Oh, come on. He was, he was found not guilty or something. That was, <laughs> that was cleaned up. Jack Jones, a pick six versus the Packers, the highlight, and then later sent packing. Jack Jones, when you're cutting corners, that leads to cutting corners, Robert Kraft, because you see they're a little too thrifty. Okay, yeah. Uh, Jack Jones, I'd show a snippet of his highlights, but he prefers the extended clip. Yeah, you're starting to smile. That's not bad. It's not <laughs> terrible. It's the most creative we've had so far. Jack Jones was granted what he gave some receivers in the NFL, a free release. I see what you did there. <laughs> Jack Jones. He couldn't get on board with the program in Foxborough or at Logan last June. Oh, <laughs> would you give me a, see, Pretty I know sure his lawyer would call you a racist for those comments. Why? Oh, that's just you know, what she, okay. That's, she said that was the, the whole issue was. The yes. <laughs> ah, la, 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 la. Hey, uh, Aunt, real quick before we move on, who picks him up? Who takes a chance? A team with a team that needs to try to develop somebody in the lower depths of the NFL. Like, does another crappy team place a claim, or is there a team that's competing that's like, uh, I would do, we do take it. The chance. I'll be honest. I would do it if I was a team like Philly 
or Kansas City, or the, the classic Patriots teams that has strong leadership, strong talent, winning culture. Right. Yeah. They feel like they can do that. Yep. Andy Reid and uh, Spags, and then you got Legereus Sneed, and then you got uh, Trent McDuffie. Like you've got good corners, you got good safeties, you've got obviously some good coaches as well. Like you could do that there. Philadelphia. Yeah. Darius Slade be like, hey, listen. Uh, you can you can come in here. We'll try to set you straight and get you on the straight and narrow. Uh, you can even come on my podcast later on, or we'll cut your ass. So what do you want? Right. You want to play for a ring, or do you want to get the F out? Right. Yeah, no. And then the one that might think they could and should do it that shouldn't do it is the Raiders. Because I could see Antonio Pierce being like, I'm a I'm an ex-player. I know locker rooms. I'm from Compton. Like, I can I can take care of this kid. Bad idea. Don't do it. San Francisco, Andy. Because they they have yeah, that's needed one that I would put on the top list. They have needed an outside corner for a while now. Right now, yeah. Whether he's that good or not, that's the other question here. We kind of talked ourselves into how good he could and would be. I don't know how good he is. Like I, we'll see. I'm not sure he's a high end corner, but just go somewhere and blend into a good defense on a good team and try to. Now I don't think it's going to change. I mean, there's all these like rumors, reports, scuttlebutt that he's like tied into off field aspects that I are going to follow him everywhere. Like I, you know, I don't know enough about this, but people tell me even his Twitter handle tells you about him. The double C has meaning and like that. I, I, oh, president Jack CC. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So um, you can think you're going to fix him and you can think your culture and leadership is strong enough, but we'll see. Be careful. The, those could be very dangerous waters. So tread lightly. Uh, think there's any more cuts coming. Um, the JC Jackson one is interesting, but I would say if you were going to cut him, why wouldn't you have already cut him? Why would you like wait that he's going to come back the week after kind of thing? So, but I, I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, I think we're in that time where, damn it, I got nothing to lose. I might as well cut your ass instead of deal with you. So, um, it wouldn't stun me if there are more cuts coming. I wouldn't surprise me either. If JC Jackson didn't cotton, uh, you know, didn't take to the, the break very well. Uh, and the fact that he didn't have to travel and his attitude issues continue, continue to persist and doesn't want the rest of that money. <whistles> Adios. Bye. Yeah. And someone else can pick him up and then Bill Belichick can turn to his locker room and apologize the same way Telesco and co did out with the Los San Diego chargers. Uh, Andrew, do you, what do you make of the Jamichael hasty pickup? Jack Jones's spot has been taken by Jamichael hasty. Another little, little short uh, fire hydrant running back coming from Jacksonville, maybe looking to be the third down back. Obviously, it didn't work out with your guy on the James Robinson hype train. Do you think Jamichael Hasty by chance, just by chance, could there be yet maybe a little diamond in the rough where maybe he could come in and be like, oh, look, maybe a possible third down back? So I may be reading too much into this. And right. certainly there's just, he's made some plays in the NFL. I know the highlight of him in San Francisco was making the rounds, of course. A lot of people run well behind that San Francisco line and in that scheme. So I don't know. I think you would probably be like a legit fantasy yeah. option behind Trent Williams. But I did think it was notable. This word stuck out to me. Mm -hmm. What did you see from Jamaica Hasty that made you want to work with him? Was Bill Belichick's question posed to him in his morning uh, press briefing today. And he said, we felt he was a good person to claim. In light of the Jack Jones release, I didn't know if that was intentional good person i don't know anything about hasty is he like a locker room guy is he a hard worker is he like a i i don't know anything about him but it, i found it interesting that bill said a good person didn't say a player right talent. he said a good person to claim i don't know if that means anything it just it stuck it hit my ear when he said it i i don't think you're out of order in 
wondering what Belichick's intentions were there. Like, Maybe I don't think have good people around like, yeah, F it. we're two and eight. We can lose with good people, just like we can lose with not good people who are maybe better talents. He's the opposite of what Jack Jones was to our secondary, what our cornerbacks like. room, and our locker room overall. Yeah, it could be. But, but I don't know. I'm just throwing hey, it out there. I, you know what? I'm excited to see. I'm excited to watch Will Greer flare him a screen against the Giants in a few weeks. Sure. sure. When Bailey Zappi gets pulled at the half because he's ineffective. <laughs> I'll take any any reason for excitement. Like, I, I mentioned the Sean Wade play. That was a play. Yeah. That I like jumped out of my seat. Like he runs up, make, and you're like, whoa, a play. Like, oh, I like plays. I still enjoy football plays. when there's energy and stuff. Right. Like, I'd like to see a little bit more of that. And certainly the running backs brought that. I'm not saying they're without that. I thought Ramondre Stevenson brought that kind of energy to the ground game. He was and getting so does Zeke. Ze like Absolutely. God bless Zeke for being a professional. Like, honestly, Absolutely. I never thought I'd say he that, but he have to be. He could be bitching. He could be sulking. He could be like, why the F did I sign with this effing team kind of thing? And or why the F didn't this team send me to, I don't know, San Francisco to be the backup to right. uh, not even CMC. Who's their uh, Elijah Mitchell or whoever else? Like, I just somewhere where I had a chance to play for relevance. But nope, he has been a pros pro about it. And I think that will probably lead him to get another Patriots level couple million dollar deal next year because he's not running the last bits of tread off the tires this year. And he has turned out to be a positive influence on the team. So bravo, Zeke. Huzzah. Uh, did you get a chance to read the Bill Barnwell piece? Uh, I did not. I'm not a big Bill Barnwell guy. I know. I, I know. No, I know. But like it's, ever since it's, he told me why the Patriots should trade uh, Kendrick Bourne all off season. I was like, D are you serious? Like, do you pay attention? I mean, he's their best receiver. Why would they trade him? Well, actually, if they had, they probably would have gotten a piece for him. And now, of course, the poor guys. Yeah. And then they would have sucked earlier. He was leading the team in receptions, passing yards and touchdowns. I, he's the only capable, competent. Receiver I like they him. Had. I'm a fan. I'm a card carrying member of the Bourne Poly fan. Okay. Club. What Barnwell uh, write this time that I can. Uh, well, it's just a real like there's a really good like he goes through the drafts from like 2015 to now and just shows everybody like, like this is, you need to know where we are, like what the Patriots did in all of these drafts and who else was available at the time and how badly Belichick as personnel evaluator and general manager missed you. And I know this and nobody else wants to hear the Debo DK versus AJ Brown versus Nikhil Harry stuff, but there are just so many other cataclysmic swings and misses uh, along the way, which, which is, it's depressing, but it's kind of like you need to steer into the history to just know from whence you came. But then also, I think the most telling paragraph, there's a section about how Bill Belichick has basically, uh, there's a section about the Belichick doghouse and how real it is. He wonders aloud if the Patriot way, the Patriots winning formula still really exists. But I think the part that is the most interesting, Andy, there's a multiple headers in it. It's called a very familiar coaching staff. And basically, Barnwell says Belichick has, as we have said time and again here for months, like the Mad King has surrounded himself with family, friends, and yes men. And there's no one from outside the organization. So you're getting no unique thoughts. You're not getting anybody with a different or fresh perspective. It's just people that kind of like, yeah, Bill, it's a good idea. Yeah. Or yeah, what about this? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's do this the Belichick way. Like there's nothing different about the way people approach, uh, the people approach these things. Um, he says Just real quick uh, along those yeah. lines, um, uh -huh. they did their weekly Sirius XM. Let's go, um, email that has some quotes from Tom Brady's podcast. And I found this Ooh, very interesting okay. at the end. He, okay. he, CJ Stroud was on, there was a lot of CJ Stroud stuff, but at the mm -hmm. end, 
obviously. Oh, Jim that's Gray. right. They were talking about that lunch they had this summer and how right. informed. Yeah, right, 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 right. At the end, Jim Gray asks Tom about the Patriots. They're two and eight. And like, you know, sort of your thoughts on just seeing what's going on. And in the middle of a typical Tom Brady word salad, long answer, he said, and obviously coach Belichick, I don't think he's coaching any different now than the way he coached when we were undefeated. And I, I found that interesting. So, so what's hmm. the difference? Oh, talent, talent, talent. Like, talent. I, I do think there's a lot of what Bill does that is still yes. what he always did. Mm-hmm. And without the talent, and also that was in 2007, this is 2023, 16 years in professional football is a lifetime. And I do think it's fair for Barnwell and others to just bring up if the Patriot way is no longer a way that works in the NFL because of personalities, generational divide, like whatever the reasons are social, you can study the social makeup of a locker room and what a young athlete is today and what he was 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Yep. But I agree with Tom. I mean, I think Bill is, I don't want to say stuck in his ways. I mean, that's, there's like a, it worked for the time that it worked when it worked in the NFL. Like, you know what I mean? But all, all good things come to an end and like you either evolve or you get old or or whatever. And he has gotten old and gotten passed by, I think. And listen, nobody may have a greater foundational knowledge, a baseline of, or understanding of the way offense and especially defense should be played fundamentally in the game of professional football. And I still think with the right talent, you give him, put him, put him in Kansas city right now. They would be humming just that they'd be seven. I believe they would be seven and two as well on a lot of teams. Patrick Mahomes and Chris Jones and and company that defense. Yeah. Yeah. I think he would be a pretty good football coach again. Exactly. He is again for the umpteenth time. Bill, the GM has done dirty for bill, the coach. And now bill, the coach can't coach his way out of what bill, the GM has delivered for him. Like you can, I don't care if you're like a classic chef, modern fusion, whatever. When you're working with the kind of groceries he went shopping for, this, this is what you get. You've got Andrews and you've got Slater and all his favorites and lieges and holdovers from the Patriot way, defending his defending him the same way kind of Tom is right there. Even Brewski has done the same on multiple occasions now. It's just, you don't have enough. You just don't have enough. And you said, Bill, the GM. I also want to remind everybody that we were told there was a more collaborative effort in recent years with Matt Groh. And that collaborative effort sucked as much or more than Bill Belichick flying solo. Bill Belichick flying solo has a better resume than the God, gosh darn collaborative <laughs> effort. Sorry. The 2022 draft class. Well, listen, we will. We will like we, make any more comments on the 2022 draft. Right, class? Once again, I will. Ha- I will. I will prepare my full mea culpa for our next episode. We've got multiple podcasts to come this week, everybody. That'll kind of wrap up our uh, Pat's Paris segment here on the grading and recap podcast. As we head into the bye week your new England Patriots are two and eight. It's not so great. Uh, we will have a lot of fun stuff coming up this week. We're going to try to make this experience as positive, as informative and engaging as possible. Like I said, we'll have our little uh, fan forum, town hall, town square pod coming up. We'll do a mailbag. Mike Cadillac will give you uh, instead of Cadillac's crucial clashes, not easy to say when you could use a glass of water. On Catholic's Crucial Clashes this week, we're going to have a State of the Patriots Nation, State of Affairs, if you will, which will be good. He's got a great column up right now at WEI.com, sort of showing you where everything is at. So uh, don't go anywhere, but just, if you need, need to take a break. When you just said you were going to try to make this as enjoyable as possible, all I could think of was a doctor putting a glove on and putting Vaseline on his finger. <laughs> 
Yeah, or just like, listen, this is going to be no big deal. As they pull out the like wide gauge needle and they test yeah. it for liquid, and you're like, where's that going to go? <laughs> Don't you worry about it. Don't you worry, Don't worry about it. Hey, you won't feel a thing after it hits. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, please, sweet Novocaine, take me away. Or Calgon or uh, whoever. All right, that'll do. For Terp, our producer, for Jumbo, for Fitzy, this has been Six Rings and Football Things, brought to you by WEI, Odyssey, and 2400 Sports. We will talk to you very soon. Hit us up with your mailbag questions for this week's special episode. Take care of yourselves. Take a walk. Take a lap. Take a breather. Take a bath. Whatever you need to to decompress on the bye week. And we wish you nothing but the best. Good day. God bless. And as always, go Pats.